Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Unchanging love. Excuse me. And can we ask for more? Our prayer for love's increase is vain. Twas infinite before. Ask not the Lord with breath of praise for more than we accept. The open fount is free to all. God's promises are kept. Hymn number 269.
If you like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then follow it through to the place it says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme for tonight is, let's pray with faith and patiently wait on God. And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. I will read from the Bible, Psalm. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Genesis. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up thou thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of air of the Chaldees, to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abram and Sarah were old and were well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety 
bear a child, which I'm old, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, Isaac. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Hebrews. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which had great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. James. Let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Luke. In your patience possess ye your souls. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Abraham, Fidelity, Faith in the Divine Life and the Eternal Principle of Being. This patriarch illustrated the purpose of love to create trust in good and showed the life-preserving power of spiritual understanding. There is no excellence without labor, and the time to work is now. Only by persistent, unremitting, straightforward toil, by turning neither to the right nor to the left, seeking no other pursuit or pleasure than that which cometh from God, can you win and wear the crown of the faithful? The conscientious are successful. They follow faithfully. Through evil or through good report, they work on to the achievement of good. By patience, they inherit the promise. 
be active, and however slow thy success is sure, toil is triumph, and thou hast been faithful over a few things. The lives of great men and women are miracles of patience and perseverance. Every luminary in the constellation of human greatness, like the stars, comes out in the darkness to shine with the reflected light of God. What we most need is a prayer of fervent desire for growth in grace expressed in patience, meekness, love, and good deeds. Faith, if it be mere belief, is as a pendulum swinging between nothing and something, having no fixity. Faith advanced to spiritual understanding is the evidence gained from spirit, which rebukes sin of every kind and establishes the claims of God. Work out your own salvation is the demand of life and love, for to this end God worketh with you. Occupy till I come. Wait for your reward, and be not weary in well-doing. If your endeavors are beset by fearful odds, and you receive no present reward, go not back to error, nor become a sluggard in the race. When the smoke of battle clears away, you will discern the good you have done and receive according to your deserving. Love is not hasty to deliver us from temptation, for love means that we shall be tried and purified. The refutation of the testimony of material sense is not a difficult task in view of the conceded falsity of this testimony. The refutation becomes arduous, not because the testimony of sin or disease is true, but solely on account of the tenacity of belief in its truth due to the force of education and the overwhelming weight of opinions on the wrong side, all teaching that the body suffers as if matter could have sensation. Faith illumined by works, a spiritual understanding which cannot choose but to labor and love, hope holding steadfastly to good in the midst of seething evil, charity that suffereth long and is kind, but conceals not sin until it be destroyed. These afford the only rule I have found which demonstrates Christian science. It is wise to be willing to wait on God and to be wiser than serpents, to hate no man, to love one's enemies, and to square accounts with each passing hour. Then thy gain outlives the sun, for the sun shines but to show man the beauty of holiness and the wealth of love. Happiness consists in being and in doing good, only what God gives and what he, we give ourselves and others through his tenure confess happiness. Conscious worth satisfies the hungry heart and nothing else can. Consult thy everyday life. Take its answer as to thy aims, motives, 
fondest purposes, and this oracle of years will put to flight all care for the well-soft flattery or its frown. Patience and resignation are the pillars of peace that, like the sun beneath the horizon, cheer the heart susceptible of light with promised joy. Be faithful at the temple gate of conscience, wakefully guarded, then thou wilt know when the thief cometh. Beholding the infinite tasks of truth, we pause, wait on God, then we push onward until boundless thought walks enraptured and conception unconfined is winged to reach the divine glory. Rest assured that he in whom dwelleth all life, health, and holiness will supply your need according to his riches in glory. May the light, may the divine light of Christian science that lighteth every enlightened thought illumine your faith and understanding. Exclude all darkness or doubt and signal the perfect path wherein to walk, the perfect principle whereby to demonstrate the perfect man and the perfect law of God. Wait patiently for divine love to move upon the waters of mortal mind and form the perfect concept. Patience must have her perfect work. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 234. O Master, let me walk with thee in lowly paths of service free. Tell me thy secret. Help me to bear the strain of toil, the fret of care. Hymn number 234.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. Welcome one and all. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Reddy. We also have a number of websites, many of which are in foreign languages. And as a result of that, we have an outreach that goes across the globe. Indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're grateful for each and every one of you who have done so. We'd like to point out a couple of items we're featuring on the homepage of our English website. One of them is a, a very short but instructive article entitled, Moving with God by Bicknell Young. If you're ever concerned about the ever-growing length of that to-do list, read this article. It's very helpful. And um, I think this has been announced before, but I feel compelled to mention our magazine, Love is the Liberator. The most recent issue is on the homepage of our website, and the theme of that magazine is in everything, give thanks. Uh, join us every Sunday. We meet Sundays here, starting at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that at 11 o'clock with our church service. We also have a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., and our Sunday school has a teleconference phone number of its own, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. And as has been mentioned before, one more reminder about our Bible studies. We're now done this season with our Bible studies, and they will resume in September. So stay tuned to uh, future announcements for the details. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul, testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, uh, we would request that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Remember, however, when you do so, 
we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Shahidat from Maryland, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you so much for those readings tonight, Lawrence. They were excellent. I would like to express my gratitude tonight for the daily calendar that comes to my email inbox every morning with the exact bucket of truth to meet my current need, as it was written especially for me. A few weeks back, a project at work had hit a snag, and all my good work threatened to unravel before my eyes. And I remember a calendar statement just a few days earlier. That was exactly what I needed. That statement said that worry is like a rocking chair. It gets you something, gives you something to do, but doesn't get you anywhere, written by Glenn Turner. And I put with that idea, and even though the project is yet to completely close, those would be hiccups have all resolved one by one, and the project is now back on track towards completion. I am so thankful to be part of this wonderful church where Christian science is joyously lived out loud. Thank you tonight. Thank you. Karen. Karen California. From California. Go ahead. Good evening. I also would like to thank Florence uh, for those wonderful readings tonight. I wish to express my gratitude for my greater understanding of God through Christian science. Rather than pray to be healed of some problem, I now pray to have more of my present perfection be revealed to me. As Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, perfect God and perfect man is the basis of thought and demonstration. I have been learning to start there and stay there in my thinking, despite the many arguments that come from that mind which is not the mind of God. That mind, or mortal mind, as Mrs. Eddy refers to it, has no real existence. So we must conclude that all suggestions coming from that mind have no reality. Mortal mind is the negation of the omnipresence and omnipotence of the divine mind. We learn in Christian science that to be obedient to God, we must know that there is only one mind, God, and man is the reflection of that mind. So no matter what mortal mind tries to tell me I feel, either emotionally or physically, be it pain, frustration, doubt, or discouragement, is clearly not my thought and must be rejected. They also cannot create conditions in the body. As I've been learning to do this more consistently, thanks to the teaching and support of my practitioner, the roundtables, Bible studies, and numerous articles and books available on the Plainfield Church website, I have had many blessings as a result. Recently, my daughter and I went to Northern California to visit my sister and her daughter. One day, someone asked if anyone wanted to play ping pong. I have not played ping pong in years, and over the last few years, would not have been able to. As a result of my more scientific thinking, I have been freer to walk and do many things that before had caused me some discomfort. So when asked if I wanted to play, I said yes. 
We played for almost an hour. Everyone, including myself, was quite surprised at how well I did, despite the fact that I had not played for years. I was so grateful that I was able to move with the quickness and agility that the game of ping pong requires without getting tired or feeling any pain whatsoever. In fact, after playing, I actually felt rather invigorated. I know this is a result of my changed thinking. Most important is the realization that what shows up on the body is really some erroneous thinking that has been going on without my being aware of it. And addressing that, to be obedient to God, has resulted in more freedom. The law of God is I am all. And by maintaining that truth in my consciousness, more than the lies that present themselves, I am freer and happier. I am so grateful to Christ Jesus, our way shower, and to Mary Baker Eddy, the one who fulfilled the promise that Jesus made when he said, quote, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, unquote. Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health, quote, This comforter I understand to be divine science, unquote. Thank you. Candy from Wisconsin. Go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Several weeks ago, I was watching television with my husband, and my vision became very blurry. At first, I ignored it and thought it'll pass, but it didn't. Then I realized that I had again been given an opportunity to prove God's allness. I was led to the Plainfield Independent Christian Science website and the article, The Illusion of Animal Magnetism by Daniel Jensen. Included in this article is the story of a Christian scientist and his hypnotist friend. The friend and the scientist went to dinner one night, and the scientist, who had been unknowingly hypnotized by his friend, thought his dinner of lamb chops was watermelon. A glimpse at his friend's face broke the mesmerism, and the watermelon dream ceased. His plate again contained lamb chops. When I began reading, only a few words at a time were legible, and it went very slowly. Then I reached the watermelon delusion, and it made me chuckle and broke the mesmerism, and my vision began to clear. By the end of the article, my vision was clear and normal. Thank you to Christian Science, this church, and my practitioner for teaching us how to recognize and demolish the watermelon dream. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Debbie. Debbie from Illinois, go ahead. This morning, as I woke up, I prayed to God, Father, please help me. I immediately heard very loudly, I already have. This filled my heart with gratitude and joy. I went about some daily, some morning tasks, and then I sat down to listen to our weekly lessons on YouTube. The first audio file that showed up was one of our prior Bible studies on the 91st Psalm. 
I started to scroll through to find this week's lesson, and I stopped and said, no, if this is what God wants me to hear, I will listen. As with all of our Bible studies, it was filled with wonderful truths from the Bible and science and health, and many, many loving instructions. Throughout my day-to-day, I strove to apply these instructions to every um, incident and uh, um, every incident that occurred. And of course, I had a very lovely day. I'm very grateful to God for His constant, loving, and ever-present care and help. Good evening. Thank you. Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, A couple weeks ago, I pulled a muscle in my back. It was very painful whenever I stood up or moved around, so I asked a practitioner for help. She said she would help and to know that I am moving for the glory of God. And also, she told me to study pages 390 to 393 in Science and Health. As we all know, these pages contain the command statements. The ones that stood out to me were as follows. Mind is the master of the corporeal senses and can conquer sickness, sin, and death. And to paraphrase two others that stood out, one was have no fear that matter can ache, swell, or be inflamed. And the other was be firm in your understanding that the divine mind governs. I would say that within a half hour or so, I started feeling better, and by the end of the day, was moving with no pain, and that was the end of it. I'm very grateful for this healing, for Christian science, for the work of the practitioner. It does work, and thank you, Florence, for those great readings. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead. Hello. I was not born in Christian science, and it wasn't until in my mid-twenties that I learned about it, and I took up its study. Until then, I had a reoccurring problem of ganglion cysts, which appeared on my wrist as hard, painful lumps, and it would last anywhere from a week to several months. When I was a young teenager, my mother sent me to the village doctor to have a look at this. In his office, he asked me to hold out my arm, so I held it out and waited. And then he turned his back on me while he looked at his bookcase and pulled out a huge volume. I thought that he was going to use the book as a reference to look up the case, but I was wrong. Can you imagine how shocked I was when he turned around suddenly, held the huge book high in the air and with great force, slammed it down on my wrist. Well, his method worked. Well, sort of. The lump was broken up, but it was all the more painful and slow of recovery, much slower than if I just left it alone. So I didn't return to him. And the ganglion cysts kept reoccurring. Years later, when I was a new student of Christian science, one day, on my way to art college, I had another ganglion, and it was a problem because I needed my hand that day for work that I was to do. As I prayed, the idea came to me that I needed to womp 
this false idea with truth, not with matter, and hit this belief in my thinking a death blow. I reasoned, yet fervent, truth is true. The Bible states that um, all is spirit and there is none else, period, end of argument. While praying, I came to the conclusion that the only true growth is spiritual growth. And that was a brand new idea for me back then. The ganglion disappeared before I arrived at class, and there never was a reoccurrence of that problem. I'm so very grateful that God brought me to the doors of the Christian Science Church. The study of the Bible and science and health has certainly been renovating me a lot. Recently, a friend and I were earnestly searching for about a year for a deeper understanding of how to deal with the belief of animal magnetism, the carnal mind. And I'm so grateful that God led my friend to the Plainfield Christian Science Church and that she introduced me to Plainfield, too. And I also greatly appreciate Plainfield's Christian Science practitioners and its dedicated members. Thank you so much. Thank you. Joanne. Joanne from Florida. Go ahead. Thank you, Florence, for those beautiful readings on patience. Recently, I've had the blessed opportunity to read the testimonies published in the old Cornerstone and Liberator magazines of our church. The healings are so inspiring. One testimony especially helped me. It told of someone who had suffered for many years with aggressive sneezing. The testimony writer said, quote, people would always ask me if I had allergies. It wasn't until I learned that God governs my feelings and thoughts that I saw a problem that needed correcting. I was easily irritated by people and the minutia of daily life, end quote. Well, Reading that was like a kick in the side of the head for me, because that's something I've suffered from all my life. I would sneeze 15 to 20 times in a row, and often couldn't even catch my breath. I tried to handle it by knowing that God governed my breathing, but the sneezing bouts continued, because that wasn't what needed to be corrected at all. It was this sense of irritation that was always lurking in my thinking. A constant impatience with people and things that weren't going my way. I read this testimony about two weeks ago. And since then, I've noticed that if I sneeze, it's only been once or twice and not a five-minute marathon. If something or someone tries to get to me, I'm more alert now and don't get irritated or impatient. I credit the practitioner here whose prayer has helped me to express more patience by knowing it comes from God. I'm so grateful for Mrs. Eddy's Christian Science, for this church, and all the good that I'm learning here. Thank you. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Good evening. In Ohio, we have until July 1st to renew our driver's license and have registration taken care of also. 
I was concerned because of long lines, finding uh, parking space, and getting in before closing time. Well, last Friday, I made the decision to go, praying that God was in control and that there would be parking. What a wonderful thing. When I arrived there, there were several places left to park. This was around 3.30 that afternoon, and there were no lines outside. I went in and found a, actually found a seat, and uh, another woman had came in after me, and she sat down next to me. After a while, I asked why she was there uh, specifically. She explained that she had already been there two times earlier in the day and could not find a parking space anywhere. I realized how blessed I was to arrive at God's perfect time. Everything went smoothly, and I even passed the vision test without a problem. How grateful I am to our loving Father, Mother, God, to my practitioner, and this church. And I'm very happy to be here this evening. Thank you so much for the wonderful reading for us. Thank you. Betty from California. Go ahead. Good evening. Uh, thank you for the music and for the readings tonight. Tonight I'd like to express my gratitude for God's care and Mrs. Eddie's uh, pure Christian science that's taught here in the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I'd like to give a little update on a testimony I gave last spring when I was trying to get rid of aphids on my roses by using insecticide and other stuff. And Nothing seemed to work, and out of exasperation, I said, okay, God, you take care of them, and God did. The aphids left, the pink roses all bloomed properly for the first time in years, and the white roses actually looked pretty good for a change. Well, this year, I didn't do anything to the roses or any other plants. I just remembered last spring and knew that God takes care of his creation. The pink roses bloomed properly again, and so did the white ones. There were no aphids, and even better, no powdery mildew on anything, which was a major first. I am very grateful for God's care of these dear plants, especially at a time when I needed to be busy doing some things for church. This was such a blessing. I am very grateful for Christian Science, for the Plainfield Church, and for practitioner help over the years. Good night. Thank you. Dede. Dede from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. Today, after picking my daughter up from camp, I said to her, how was camp? Was it good? She responded immediately and in a very matter-of-fact way. Of course it was good. What else would it be? I laughed, though her reply made me come to the realization that I need to be more mindful of what I'm expecting and accepting in my daily experience. Since I've learned in Christian science that God good is all and that he governs every event, I should work to reach the point when I'm only expecting and accepting good for myself, mine, and all and I'm ready and willing to patiently wait for the right outcome in every situation. 
I'm thankful for this simple yet significant awakening and for the lessons that I'm learning every day and the inspiration which comes from each one. Thank you so much, Florence, for tonight's readings. Thank you to everyone for all of your testimonies. I'm very grateful to be a part of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you. Gary. Well, thank you, Day-Day. It's nice to hear about Ava again. <laughs> She's one of our star pupils in our Sunday school and has been for many years. A few, uh, a few years ago, and for many years, we would have classes in this church, uh, one a week, during one evening during the week, and we would go over the lesson in that class to make sure we got as much as we could out of the lesson. It was part of our training. It was, for me, it was an important part of my spiritual growth at the time. And that lasted for several years when Mrs. Evans was around and um, shepherding us, if you will. Anyway, that's the background for this testimony. Uh, one, one night then, back then, I woke up in the middle of the night with a severe cough, um, horrible ir irritation in my throat, and I couldn't stop coughing. It was so bad I, I, I was even choking for a few seconds. And um, right away, one of the statements from the lesson that week came to thought. And it was one of the statements in the lesson that we had talked about in the class that week. And the statement that came to thought uh, was one from Science and Health that says, quote, man is incapable of sin, sickness, and death. End quote. And then I immediately thought of the answer or the explanation that was given in the class. And the explanation was that God is incapable of sin, sickness, or death. And we, as therefore, as his image and likeness, are incapable. God is a good God and he would never bring upon his own image and likeness anything bad. Well, the reason I remember that was because that was the first time that statement in Science and Health made sense to me. <laughs> Every time I had read it before, God, man is incapable of sin, sickness, and death. I, I, I used to scratch my head and say, well, wait a minute. It seems like a lot of us are very capable of being sinful or sick. But this was, this was the scientific explanation of a very important fact. That if I ever admit to being capable of sick, sickness or sin, I'm seeing myself incorrectly. I'm acknowledging a mistake. And as I have learned in Christian science, I cannot trust my eyes or my ears to show me anything that is true about me or anybody else, let alone about God. 
the only sense I can trust is my spiritual sense. And that is the sense that God speaks the truth to us through. Well, this was such a powerful statement, and obviously the truth that I needed at the moment, that it was a matter of seconds before I stopped coughing, the irritation left immediately, and I was able to sleep peacefully for the rest of the night, and in the morning, there was no sense of irritation at all, whatsoever. So I'm very grateful for the lessons that I have learned, for the experiences I have experienced of God's care for us, for the teaching that I was able to receive from Mrs. Evans and others in this church, and for Mary Baker Eddy for giving us a way of life that God has always intended for all of his children. I'm so grateful to be here tonight, and thank you, Florence, for those fine readings. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful for this church and for practitioner support, which has been teaching me how to make Christian science practical in all aspects of my life and to really feel God's love all day long. I've been thinking lately about all the times in my life that seemingly bad situations happened to me. And for every case, I've been looking to see how God indeed was, in fact, with me the whole time, protecting me. Here are a few examples that came, came to me. When I was about two years old, I put a key into an electrical outlet. The key and the outlet sparked and turned black, but I was completely unharmed. In fact, I didn't even get any sort of a burn from it. I definitely can see that God was there protecting me. And over the years, I've had multiple people who were supposedly inhabiting a loving role in my life feel like it was okay to hit me whenever they were angry. But when I think about it now, I can see that God was there protecting me because even when I was four or five, I had little pain and no bruising from it. And it was more of an oddity than anything. And I don't know, there's just a lot of things like that. And it's so easy to see now that every time I was placed in a dangerous or, or quote dangerous or quote unfortunate situation, even when perhaps I did it to myself, God was there protecting me and keeping me safe. And learning to really understand that has changed my perception of the past completely and has given me such peace. I can see now it's actually helped me to be ready to be here now so that I could do this work with compassion. And I'm so grateful to that, for that. I'm so grateful to God for all of his protection and for all that Christian science has given me. What a blessing this church and practitioner support are each day. It's wonderful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. Thank you for the readings on faith and patience. They're wonderful. I would like to express my gratitude for God's provision because of the teachings here and practitioner support I am growing in understanding about how God protects all of us when we are humble, 
grateful, and love him above all else. Recently, after a negative comment about me, but not told to me directly, I immediately went to ProseWorks and read the article, Taking Offense, on page 223 in Miscellaneous Writings. I am familiar with this article because of the direction given to us to study it. The whole article is wonderful, and I would like to share a few words. Quote, a mental arrow shot from another's bow is practically harmless, unless our own thought barbs it. It is our pride that makes another's criticism rankle. Nothing short of our own errors should offend us. With the largest patience and equanimity, with a charity broad enough to cover the whole world's evil and sweet enough to neutralize what is bitter in it, determined not to be offended unless the offense be against God. End quote. This article, and Love Your Enemies, on page 8, also found in miscellaneous writings by Mrs. Eddy, brought peace to me that has continued. This experience has been good for me in many ways. It has forced me to take a close look at my approach to issues that arise and examine my thinking. And we all know that, I'm sorry, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and for the beautiful music. I want to express my gratitude tonight for uh, the lessons learning to step by step that God is with us. For many years, I had no concept of what this promise and provable statement meant. Before coming here to Plainfield, I had a very narrow sense of what it meant to be a Christian scientist and had no idea how superficial my living, this tremendous science was, and that I had become careless with the things of God. Through discipline and consistency and using many of the outlets for learning provided here and consistent Plainfield practitioner support this wall of disbelief and feeling separated from God is breaking up. I'm encouraged by the many testimonies that I've heard over the years of how many have demonstrated over and over that we can trust God's providence in our lives as we are daily living to our highest ability the precepts found in the Bible and explained in Mrs. Eddy's writings. One of the first Bible promises given to me by my Plainfield practitioner was from Psalms 138, quote, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me, end quote. The other day I had several demands uh, that were coming together to take, uh, uh, for my, on my time. And each I felt had a purpose and a right to, uh, right place and, and should be accomplished. And so I knew uh, that they all could be done, but I wasn't sure how. And I was uh, instructed by my practitioner 
that it would get done. And I, I felt strengthened by that confidence. And having worked with her over the years, it has been proven other ways that God would perfect that. And I was given health or strength or time or support. It would come in many different ways. But this time, uh, something new was involved for me. I was uh, starting to learn some projects uh, on the computer that involved two languages I'm not familiar with. And I had only done this task a couple of times, so I felt I needed a certain amount of time to complete this, with, and I had an idea when they should be completed. And so all this was around the same day and time that needed to be accomplished. So the day came, and uh, with the additional activities, uh, they all came before this task. But each step unfolded naturally, and it was a very blessed day. Then it came time for me to complete this project with the different languages. And I found that it took even less time that would even be considered possible if um, I had been, do had been used to doing this task, uh, just based on other things that I had done similarly. So this uh, not only was a beautiful unfoldment, it also allowed me to have some quiet time for prayer and reading before going turning in for that day. The defying of time uh, made a deep impression on me and was a good lesson not to accept limitations and just gave me a greater sense of God's providence in our life and His care when we're attempting to do what's right for him and work for him. And I'm just so grateful to be here and have these lessons to learn so that I could feel his presence and his care. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here tonight, and thank you for all those who support these sessions and the testimonies that are given. I'm so grateful, looking back, to see that waiting is quite different from patiently waiting. And I know in my own journey, I, I did a whole lot of waiting, years of waiting, because I wasn't waiting correctly. I wasn't really waiting on God. I wasn't trusting Him. And all the, for years, back and forth, doubting, fearful, complaining, that wasn't patiently waiting. And I see clearly now what can make it this waiting so long. <clears throat> A lot of the times I know I was, you know, thinking still about all those old beliefs about, you know, who I am, irritation, frustration, discouragement, and I now see how others do the same, the temper, the hatred, the condemnation of others, the wrong thinking, you know, all these things only separate us from God. And I've really come to appreciate how unless we are loving that love, not tolerating error, but that deep love for God, relying on him, you know, really not denying his presence with us, this quiet calmness that we have to have in order to wait on God for his promises to be fulfilled. I like where it says in Luke, what I just read, 
that in your patience possess ye your souls. And that really is saying that without that calmness, how can we own what we really are? How do we become this reflection of soul with a fretful, fearful, indulging in hateful thinking? It's not possible. So I just wanted to share that so that we can all check what kind of waiting are we doing? Are we really loving God, loving mankind during these times that we must wait for our own good? I'm grateful that when we do that, when we really seek God with all our heart like he requires us to do, there's a peace that comes with which we can own our true being. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Grateful to God, Christian Science, Mary Baker Eddy, and everything that has been written that is helping us all journey on upward. Happy to be here tonight, and thank you for the music that was played before the service. Thank you. Mary. Yeah, we'll read from the Church Website Bulletin Board, the First California. Thank you, Linda. Your testimony was helpful to me. Thank you to all who make the Wednesday meeting happen. And then New York City. I have received the May edition of Love is the Liberator. I'm very grateful for the inspiring articles, comments, and testimonies. It is such a joy to read them over and over again. It always brings comfort and solace and fresh inspiration every time. Thank you all. California. My grandson prefaces comments to me with the words, I need, as in, I need for you to sit down. There is never I want. One of the church members in this morning's Bible lesson mentioned that the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years had the need to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. The word need was used, not the word want. It is an innocent, pure, childlike state of thought that expresses need, and it elicits a response filled with tender-hearted joy. Thank you for this sweet recollection that connects the childlike thought to love's full embrace and divine healing, affirming that when we have a need, our Father, Mother, God is only too joyful to meet it completely. And then Canada. I greatly appreciated the testimonies at today's Sunday service from a member of Plainfield. Not only was it excellent, but it shows current local applied science. Science, Christian science is alive and well at Plainfield. Thank you. In Florida, just received my reprinted copy of Eustace's Clear Correct Teachings. You all have done a beautiful job reprinting it. Thank you. And then this is a testimony from Virginia. One summer vacation from college, I was working at a large resort in the Pocono Mountains. I was a waitress in their expansive dining hall for all three meals. This was a fancy place with different uniforms for each meal, waitress stations, and finger bowls. I was wearing contact lenses at the time, and during one lunch service, something must have gotten in my eye, 
so I removed that lens and quickly placed it in a small dish on one of the shelves in my station. After all my tables were, were emptied, I reached for the dish with the lens and it was gone. The busboys must have taken it to the kitchen. Now this kitchen was huge, with five to six large trash bins just inside the swinging doors. I stood there in shock for a moment and then walked sadly and slowly home as I lived in a woman's dorm on the property. With some time to think about this, and this lens was very important to me as it could not easily be replaced during these years when all my money was needed for school expenses. I prayed and asked God to direct me. I immediately was calmer and then felt impelled to return to the kitchen and find my lens. As I walked into the kitchen and saw all the trash cans fill to the brim, my throat clenched, but I was determined to be obedient, even if it meant going through all the trash. As I stepped up to begin the first can, something caught my eye on the top of another bin, and to my amazement and joy, it was my contact lens. How wonderful that God had answered my prayer. I was so grateful to God and glad that I had been obedient, even though it seemed an impossible and even ridiculous task. I sincerely thank Christian Science and Mrs. Eddy for showing us that we are never victims of our circumstances. And then a testimony from Missouri. The discussion on Sunday's roundtable, May 30th, touched on the fact that it was absolutely mandatory that we take responsibility for our own experiences in life and that we never blame others for what may come our way, but rather learn from each untoward experience and go forward. These statements brought back to mind when I had this revelation in my life. I was in dire circumstances, facing suicidal thoughts daily. As a result of my parents' divorce, after 28 years and a family life that appeared on the surface to be quite ideal, and then my own separation and divorce, I was totally confused about what love is, and I remember blaming everyone else for the mess I was in. My parents, my siblings, my soon-to-be ex-husband, my upbringing, etc., etc. Then one day it dawned on me that it was me who was entirely responsible for my situation, and I could and should only look in the mirror to find the reasons why my situation was so bad. This was such a freeing realization, because if this was true, if I was solely responsible for my predicament, then I, likewise, could and should be solely responsible for changing it. I realized that I was not dependent upon any other human being for anything, but just on myself, and of course on God. At the same time, I had not yet found God or Christian science, so I didn't have its teachings about our all-loving Father, Mother, God to lean on yet. But this realization was an important stepping stone on my way to receiving my first copy of our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by our beloved leader, Mrs. Eddy, which happened just three years later. 
38 years ago. And the rest, as they say, is history. I thank God for the trials and tribulations that occurred in my life so many years ago, which ultimately led me to the life-saving truths we are taught in Christian science. So, have more to read, I'll read it next week. <laughs> and thank you all for a wonderful service, such beautiful readings and testimonies, music. It's always a joy to be with you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, uh, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 121. How blessed are they whose hearts are pure, from guile their thoughts are free. To them shall God reveal himself, they shall his glory see. Hymn number 121.